everyone, and welcome to episode 75 of Sold with Updike Pew. I'm Jeff Updike. And I'm Weston Pugh, and we've got a great show in store for you today. We really do. Lots going on in the market. There, there really is. It's, uh, it's spring, spring is here for sure. Just like the tulips, the for sale signs have hit the yards, and yes. it seems like they are pretty much across the, it's not one portion of Dallas that they're more predominant in. Mm-mm. It just seems like right now we've seen so much more. Um, one of the things that we did to kind of get an overview of this is we looked at um, some reports that were inside MLS, which is our multiple listing service, to see what's happened. And we're taking a snapshot of the of the last three days on the market, and there's quite a bit going on. Yeah, there have been just, uh, just short of about 1,200 homes that have come on the market uh, into the MLS, and then there's another 160 or so that are coming soon. And that coming soon status is um, where a house is about to come on the market. The M- You can put these into MLS up to 14 days in advance, and so that's really where those are. Um, it's interesting that we're seeing about the same number of houses pinned yeah. as are new on the market. And so uh, pending, we had 1,332 uh, then uh, yeah, 1,332 that went pending and 1,201 that went into the active option status. And that's in three days. In three days, oh, over the course of three days. So. And that active um, option is the actual first status change that mm-hmm. a contract goes into when it enters into the option period. And then from there, it moves into the pending status. Mm-hmm. And that's quite a bit. If you also then wanted to look and see at the sold number, and in the last three days, there's been 834 transactions that have closed, which again is pretty good. Yeah. Um, the the rate continues. Um, we've also noticed that the number of expired, canceled, and withdrawn has really tapered off. Yes, so. tremendously. And uh, there have been several uh, articles written about the number of delinquencies, mortgage delinquencies, and foreclosures filings is now at like a 26-year low. And that's a great thing. And you and I talk about all the time is that the current market right now that we're in, I don't think will ever be like a 08, 09 for the simple fact that there are so many people right now that have substantial amounts of money that they're putting into to make it a very healthy economy. Yeah. Not and these interest only arms. Exactly. And the, the, you know, the economy overall in, in our marketplace is really, uh, it, it's diversified where we're not so dependent on the energy industry. Right. We have a lot of financial sector that's come in. We have a lot of corporate headquarters here now. Tech has really um, begun to blow up. Tech's re- yes, it has. And so that uh, adds to the stability of the market and, and certainly to the stability of the real estate market. And last week we featured one of our own listings, um, Fenton, mm-hmm. 7429 Fenton. And that house came on the market and Saturday was the first day that showings took place. And we actually had an offer that night and were able to execute by about 9.30 on mm-hmm. Sunday morning. Yeah. Um, I think that you and I, um, at times we were able to work with sellers and really provide them with a really detailed list of things that needed to get done all the way from a new inspection to paint and whatever else that's on or discovered on that. And these, this couple actually did that and it made a huge difference. It, it really did. And, um, you know, a lot of times we uh, can overwhelm a seller a little bit uh, at times, you know, in, in trying to help them get their house ready. And, uh, a lot of times they, you know, they can, people are busy, people have lives and they've yeah. got kids and they've got dogs and, you know, the, it, it, getting ready to put your house on the market is, is a challenge sometimes. And, but, uh, I, I think that, you know, through our process, we've really kind of identified what we see the buyers are going to be looking for uh, in that house. And 
and, and we we get the seller to do those things when they do it it's like bam it is the it's the magic formula the other thing too is that by doing um such a detailed list and then highlighting elements that we think should or probably will come up from a buyer standpoint when it does come up it's kind of like you're like wow it's mm -hmm. a little more believable because yeah. they're like really and we're like yeah this is what's going to happen next yeah so, um one of the other things that um was interesting in the market um, showing this week was the first time ever I had shown a home and it didn't have what they call central heat and air. Mm -hmm. It had mini split mm -hmm. and it was a very interesting concept. I've never seen it before. And I thought this is something that seems to be like a really great solution for um, an addition that you're adding mm -hmm. on, um, a renovation in an older home that doesn't have an HVAC system. Mm -hmm. And I was really impressed with it. Yeah, they're they're highly efficient. Uh, lots of companies make them now. Mitsubishi makes them, LG makes them. There are uh, several other manufacturers and, and they, if you, if you do have a home, especially, um, you know, a lot of the, 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 the modern style or the mid-century homes uh -huh. don't have a lot of attic space. And because they don't have a lot of attic space, you have trouble running ductwork. Um, especially if it's a slab foundation and these mini split systems allow a, a homeowner to put a blower unit within one specific room and then and even more blower units within, within other rooms right and then um, have one central compressor that can run all of those off of it so one of the big things too is that it's ductless so mm -hmm. the, the duct work doesn't actually have to go through the attic because mm -hmm. I know a lot of times that's where um, compromise happens within the ductwork, insulation heats that up, and what you get sometimes is that blast of warm air first before the cool air. And you always run into that fact if there compromises that cool air is blowing into the attic. Mm -hmm. This apparatus, the actual mechanism is inside the room. And so you can really also determine that this room is at 62, mm -hmm. whereas that one's at 74. Yeah. And you can play as you're sleeping or awake or not in mm -hmm. the room. Um, we had uh, some clients that sold a house over in uh, Northwest Dallas, Tim and Eric, uh -huh. that had uh, the home they bought had an addition on it, okay. and the addition on the back really didn't get cold enough for them, and so they put one of these in that master bedroom because they wanted their master bedroom at 65 degrees at night, and, yeah, and it allows them to do that without you know, taxing the rest of the system and keeping the rest of the house at that temperature. Absolutely. So again, if you're looking for something that could um, help with that, it is called a mini split. It is really easy to Google. There's a lot of opportunity out there. If you have questions or comments, we'd love to hear about those. Uh, if you plug one in, let us know. That might be another great second segment for us to get in on the show one yeah. time. Yeah, we'd love to hear what your, what your experience with them is. So. Well, last week you had Jeremy on the show and Jeremy came on and talked about some of the different um, lending programs that he had mm -hmm. and what's going kind of on in the market. And we thought this would be a really good follow-up segment is to follow up with homes that are um, what we would consider maybe for a first-time home buyer. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, Price point is really a, a big dictator of, of you know, where people are, where people are looking geographically. And so we're, a, we're looking in the Oak Cliff market today. <clears throat> now there are a lot of neighborhoods in Dallas and we've been showing right. in them that are still in that under $300,000 price point that you can get a really good home. Mm -hmm. But we, we chose three in different sections of Oak Cliff because one, we love Oak Cliff. Yep. Uh, number two, it is an up and coming area. Uh, number three, it is highly convenient to, to pretty much do anything, anything you'd like to do. And it is one of those neighborhoods to me that has such funk and such charm. Right. One of the rare areas of Dallas you can get such great topography in. One of the very rares. And we also have had clients throughout the years 
that cannot be on what they would call the east side of um, the big five or in downtown because maybe they work in Arlington, they work in Irving, and that just doesn't work for their flow, which right. we completely understand. So this has really added a solution for them that has never been quite as – have as many options as what we have today. And we are going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. There are lots of ways to keep up with us. Visit and like our Facebook page to watch us live and get updates about future show topics. Also, visit our Instagram account where you can see the latest homes we have for sale. You can also check out our website at updikepew.com where you can create customized searches of active and sold homes that you may find of interest. If you'd like to know how much your home is worth, visit homeprice.fyi and you can get a price instantly. Just enter your address and a couple of other pieces of information and we will email you a price. If you are on the go and podcasts are better for you, our second segments are available on iTunes and Spotify. Last of all, you can reach out to us by phone or text at 214-377-2223. And welcome back to our second segment today of episode 75. Excellent time. Excellent time to get started on this next topic. Um, it was kind of a... A little cramming it together to make this work out, but I think that we really came up with a really timely um, second topic. It was it was really interesting because these were all things that we were talking about already today. Yeah, and so I mean I think I think we were actually discussing every bit of the thing that, that we're going to talk about today. So what we're going to do today is talk about things that you should be doing if you're spring homeowners. Um, or what to do if you are quarantined. Yep. So sit back and uh, we're going to go over some top, our top five, I think. Yep. So there, so things that you have to do to get ready in the spring. Um, there are, there are just so many things. And I think number one is whether you have owned your home for 20 years, or if you just bought a home, it is time to, to go back and look and make sure that you still have your, your exemptions on your property correctly. Because people think that that just naturally happens at the closing table, and it really doesn't. And so if you close and live in it the, after your first year, you need to go back and check because that's when it's time to get that done. Yes. And even sometimes people fill it out and it doesn't work right. And so year three is when you really have to double check to make sure that it get, did get stuck on there. Yeah, we've had several instances where people have filed their homestead exemptions and for whatever reason, those have fallen off the property. And I mean, errors occur. Errors and, do you occur. Know, you figure how many pieces it's of a property. Headache. It is. It's, and if you are not on top of it and you don't verify it every year, then what can happen is that next year when <clears throat> the property tax bill comes out and it's unexempted, your mortgage company is going to pay that bill on your behalf in most instances. Correct. And you're not really going to be paying attention to it until the next May when you get your analysis from your <laughs> mortgage company about your escrow account, and that's when you're going to realize, hey, something's wrong. Right. And there are so many things that have happened at that point that take time to undo <clears throat> that it, it really does create a hassle. So just, you know, sometime between January 1 and April 30th of every year, verify that your homestead exemptions are still there. Yep, and we'll also have um, an article inside of our newsletter where we're actually going to list out where you can go on there. We'll also put that in the comments so that you know and can click easily to get to the um, taxing authorities in order to verify or apply for your um, homestead exemption. Yes, and there's two other homestead exemptions that I think is important pe for people to be aware of. One is uh, the over 65 exemption. And so Correct. if you're one of those people who happens to turn 65 years old, then... Um, 
that is going to be something that you'll want to apply for because there is an additional level of savings mm -hmm. once you reach that once you reach that milestone. Also, if you've had some form of disability, that uh, uh, there is a possibility that you could qualify for an additional exemption on it. So right. just be aware that those are out there and. Um, there's opportunity for you all the time and so the next one that we're going to talk about is go ahead and bring it up zig this is so fly reevaluating your finances and we just talked about this um with jeremy again last week but rates are at a 50-year low mm -hmm. um, and we're seeing so many people flood into the lender right now that um, just talking on sunday night with um, another lender that we've done business with before in the past saying how that they're not taking any other new applicants right now. Yeah, the, the system is so flooded with all of those people coming in. And, and they're, you know, the ones that, that have already started that process, uh, there's a lot of reasons to consider it. Um, we have clients that are comfortable with their mortgage payment. They, mm -hmm. they are, they're comfortable with how much they pay each month. And so what they're choosing to do is refinance and take a shorter mortgage term. Right. Um, we have an instance right now where we calculated a mortgage for some people, and they have uh, they have twelve and a half years left on their mortgage, and so by the interest, by the uh, refinancing, mm -hmm. and the reduction in the interest rate, they're keeping their monthly payment the same, but they're actually shaving two and a half years off of their mortgage because they're they're now on a ten year mortgage. Which is, uh, again, these are all little baby steps that you put together in order to really aggregate. Um, a working portfolio that is a retirement plan. Mm -hmm. And when you take in advantage of these, whether it's dropping your taxes, like we just talked about, or it's refinancing your house, it really begins to add up. Um, and it's not something always prevalent right now, but in the end, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, it, it is a good long-term planning uh, lever to have. Yep. And so if you haven't refinanced your house yet, you need a lender, we would be happy to point you in the direction and give you a couple of names mm -hmm. um, and make that a possibility for you. But it is something that needs to be um, done ASAP. Absolutely. And our next slide. And our last point is talking about outdoor prep. Outdoor. And I think that's where I got my cough from because I was outdoor prepping mm -hmm. and I was using the weed blower. And I think I inhaled a lot of dust. Um, and junk, but um, that is what we would talk about. Weed and feed your lawn, which is critical. If you're going to plant, um, and it's time for us to bring on our, our horticulturist again, but it is definitely the time to get shrubs and trees in the ground so mm -hmm. that they can have the, the most amount of time mm -hmm. in the soil before the really hot temperatures of the summer get right. hold. And uh, it is also that time of year to get your sprinkler checked out. Uh, there are things that happen to it during the winter that you don't know about because Correct. the the heads freeze, the grounds freeze, they get cracked. Um, there was a, uh, an instance with mine where it had uh, not this year, but a couple of years ago, I had a really bad leak that had occurred in my main line coming in, hmm. and it was underground. So I didn't know it was there until I got my water bill the next month, and I went from using I don't know 300 gallons a month to like 1,500 gallons a wow. month, and you know, by that time, again, I had to, then I had to have the repair done. Then I'd go to the city and beg for forgiveness and ask for some money back. And 
the city's not real easy not to let easy. all that go. So not at all. But definitely get your your sprinkler system checked out. Uh, there are a lot of companies out there this time of year that run a ninety nine dollar special to it, and I think it's worth it every time. The other thing too, and it's this time of season, you don't want to get caught um, towards July and August, but have the HVAC service now. Get mm -hmm. ahead of that. I guarantee you that um, anything that you have done this month will be a lot less expensive than in July, August. Absolutely. Demand curve is really specific when it comes to this. And the other thing too that people don't always take into consideration are parts and the lag time on getting some things. So even if it's an easy fix, that part might not be there, which mm -hmm. could mean, you know, four, five, two weeks of uncomfortable nights in Texas heat. Yes. Yeah. And that's not gonna work. Yeah. And so those those are really our tips for the for the spring market and what to do to get your house ready because we are going to be heading into the the I guess the warmer months here yep. very very quickly. So oh, the last thing I'm sorry I, I jumped. We've off. got one more. We did have one more, and that was now's the time of year to get any wood rot on your house taken care of and get those places repainted. Yeah, um, that is one of the best insurance policies <laughs> you can have in maintaining a home is making sure that your paint is. Uh, not just fresh but that everything is sealed well because paint does secure the wood and when you get cracks or you get separations in it that's where you get water penetration and that's what causes problems long term it is well we hope that you've enjoyed another exciting episode of sold with updike pew it's really been a great time today yep and so just remember we want to be your realtors for life